Hey, this is Philip Craig here. I'm the pastor of Aria Church. This is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this empowers you. I hope it fuels your faith and I hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. Forever fearful, never afraid. Last week we talked about the greatest enemy of new is what you know right now, where, what is known to you right now, what is comfortable, maybe your current routine, your, the, what you've been habitually doing, and you don't even know why you're doing it, you just keep doing it. O- often the greatest enemy of new is known. Could be a bad habit, could be, could be a desire to do something, and what you need is something new, a new direction, a new life, a new friend, a new job, but you're stuck in in what is known. And we talked about how often God works with a start-stop policy, nearly like traffic lights. Often when we want to go green light, God is telling us red light, no, stop. When the flesh wants to go, God is often saying no. And often when the flesh is afraid and saying no, God is saying yes. David and the Israelites were facing Goliath the Israelites were filled with fear that was causing them to have a red light, but, but God actually wanted to give them a green. Why? Because he had made them a promise, and, and this Goliath, this, this, this obstacle was in the way. So God's light was green, but their light was red. And so often, God gives us opportunities in life to start, stop. Sometimes we come to, to a stopping place, a place where there's a where there's a crossover, a place where there's a junction because we need to reset our values, we need to reset our sight, we need to, 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 to clear the windscreen so that we can see again. We need to stop at the lights also because God's timing is perfect. Sometimes you've got to let some traffic pass, some, some people pass, sometimes you've got to let some people go so that the, the path is clear again. And, and so God sometimes has a start-stop policy. Sometimes we've got to stop to realign our heart, to purify our heart. We fast and we pray to disconnect from unhealthy ideas that we developed over time. We get gunked up. Our signal becomes a little less clear. We get foggy in our sight. My mom actually just went into hospital there to get something done with her eye because it had got foggy. And she came out, now she's got one good eye and one bad eye. And she said, Phil, I think, I'm not sure I should have been driving. Because she's now realized, because she's got clarity in one eye, how bad the other one is. Sometimes in our life, she had to stop. She's actually stopped this morning, and now dad has to start because she has stopped. He has to start cooking because now she's got a red light and he's got a green. I'm not sure he's happy about that. (laughs) He's got all kinds of burns on his hands. But, but now she's, she can see clearly, she, she can make a better decision. She can make it with more confidence. Maybe that's the same in your life right now. You've had fogginess in your eyesight. You've had fogginess on your journey. You're not confident as you used to be. And so there, you're not as bold in making decisions. You're not as sure. And it all starts with a step. She had to take a step to go and, and, and fix the problem. She had to take a step out of stuck. She had to take a step uh, into a season of, uh, of halt, into a season of sitting still instead of go, go, go. She, she got a red light. 
and, and God's going to prepare her for her next season while she has a red light. And it's prepared my dad for a different season. Now he's got a green light to get it up off his butt and do something. He's been retired for too long. It's time to go, Joe. Is Joe here? I, he's not here, so I can go harder. He'd be listening to the podcast, but I'll stay at distance. Just like David, stay at distance. He can't catch me anymore. So, so it says in 1 Samuel 17, again, the Philistines said, so this is Goliath, I defy the battle lines of Israel this day. Give me a man so that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words, can we have, have the clock on, guys? If we want to stay on time, we're going to need that. Bring it down to 25 as well, please. Uh, when Saul and all Israel heard these words of Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. So, so here we have the purposes of God at the other side. We have Goliath right in front, and they're filled with fear. But the problem is God's light was green. Man's light was red. Because their focus was on the man, Goliath. Their focus was on the warrior, the person they were standing in front of them, their fear was of a man. Not of God's promise, not of God's way, not of God's green. They had red when God had given them green. And so they're stuck. They're at a standstill. They're not, maybe right now in your life you're at a standstill. But you know it's not right. You know there's something needs to release. You know there's something you're focusing on or holding on to that's getting in the way of God's best. There's a Goliath. There's a person. There's a situation that you're afraid of. There's a vulnerability that's holding you back. It's in your chest. It's in your sight. It's in your beliefs. It's starting to get all over you and everything you say and everything you do. You're starting to change your speech, you're starting to change uh, how you see situations because of the man, the Goliath, the fear that's, that's starting to come all over you, starting to possess you, starting to destroy you, starting to stop you. And so we know this is not God's best. And you know, I was thinking about this story. I remember as a kid being at the beach and, and a beautiful day and being out at sea and making sand castles as a kid. And that was just last week as well. I mean, a few. But, but, but I remember being out at sea and, and you know, just trying different things in the water and trying to catch the waves with like a, a board, you know, one of those little body boards. And even trying to do little flips in the waves and, and, and whatever when I was about nine or 10. And just having fun getting creative, getting excited, learning. I was growing. I was, I was growing in stature, growing in strength, growing in creativity. Things were great. And, and you know, my parents would have been parked up with the, um, with the windbreaker. Obviously, Joe had a red light again, and he was lying down doing nothing <laughs> and, and just trying to get a tan. And, and, and so I'm just out having fun, having a laugh, being, being me. And all of a sudden, as I had a green light and I was doing what I felt was right and everything was going well and I was, it was a great time of rest and recovery and, and exploration, I turned around and all of, all of a sudden my green went to a red. All of a sudden I look around me and no longer can I see my parents, no longer can I see my protectors, no longer can I see the people that provided a way for me to get there. I, all of a sudden I'm out of sight. 
And, and I start to experience fear. And I, I start, start to experience worry. I start to feel lost. Because you know what had happened, and maybe some of you have experienced this, is, is that the current had brought me down stream. It, it had brought me down, this, the current had brought me further away from my parents, and I knew subconsciously it brought me further away from protection. Whereas before, I felt at ease to just live. I felt at ease to just have fun. I felt at ease to be creative and grow. But, but when I realized I was outside of my protection, I had fear. And see, that's the kind of fear that God has designed us to have. That's the kind of fear that gives us wisdom. That's the kind of fear that gives us healthy choices. That's the kind of fear that moves us forward. It's not the fear that somebody is going to hurt us should hold us back. It's the fear of, of, of not being, being outside of God's protection. And so the first thing I want to talk to you about is that with God, the possibilities are endless. Because when I'm inside the reach of my parents, the sight of my parents, I know I don't have to focus on my parents. I can move forward with my life. The next generation can move forward. The people around you can move forward when everyone's playing the role in which God's called them to play. It brings forward motion. God's idea and plan for the Israelites was for them to move forward to his promises. But man got in the way and tried to interrupt and tried to, the evil one got in the way, the enemy got in the way and tried to steal the promise and tried to, to get Israelites focused off of God and onto people. But it was never supposed to be that way. You see, the Father is standing behind us, protecting us as long as we walk in His ways. I realized that I need to get back into line with my parents. As long as I'm in line of their sight, they'll protect me. If somebody, an enemy comes to hurt me, they will intervene. I had a sense of control. I had a sense of protection when I knew they were looking. And so, when you're with God, the possibilities are endless. You don't have to, 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 to walk by fear. You can walk by faith. You don't have to let Goliath be the, have the final say. You don't have to let Goliath dictate your emotions. You don't have to let Goliath put you off course. You just keep going forward. You just look around with what you have to deal with the problem at hand. I was talking to Billy beforehand, he reminded me that actually David, before David um, came to this, this situation, he had already been prophesied that he would be a king. It had already been spoken that there was a promised land ahead for him. It had already been spoken that he would rise to become an overseer, even though he was still in the field. So David walked in with a promise. He knew that, listen, I can't feel because God has ordained that I would overcome. I just need to, to use what's in my hand. I just need to, to go work with what God has given me. And so he came with confidence of what God had said. And see, within the Bible, we see two types of fear. We, we see a type of fear which God is telling us not to fear. He's saying, fear not. 
I think there's hundreds of times, I don't know the exact amount, but there's hundreds of times we see in the Scripture, time and time again, when people are coming to your crossroads and God is speaking to His people, fear not, fear not, fear not. Well, 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 fear not what? Fear not the situation. Fear not the person. Fear not the army. Fear not the circumstance. God is saying, fear not what's in front of you. Time and time again, why? Because our emotions are... Our, our hearts, our sight gets attached to what is seen in the physical. But then we see the flip side. There's a, there's a fear, another fear, which says, it's, it says in Proverbs 9 and 10, the fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. So there's one fear that's destructive. There's another fear that's foundational. There's one, one, there's one fear that's focused on what we see on a person, on a circumstance. There's another fear that's focused on a father, on a God that loves us, on a God that provides a way through the wilderness, on a God that provides a way even when our sight, even when our flesh cries out, God gives us peace through his fear. It's actually not a fear that, that God's going to hurt us, as it says here in 1 John. It says, there is no fear in love. Dread does not exist, but, but perfect, complete, full-grown love drives fear out. It drives out fear. Because fear involves the expect, expectation of divine punishment. So the one who is afraid of God's judgment is not perfected in love has not grown into sufficient understanding of God's love. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Maybe the reason that you're fearing Goliath is because you do not know God's love. Maybe the reason you're at a halt in your life, maybe the reason there's dysfunctionality, maybe the reason you're into all kinds of toxic relationships, toxic situations, is because you do not know God's love and you're trying your own way to find God's love, but God's love only comes from God. Maybe you're trying so hard to find love in all the wrong faces and all the wrong places. But if you could just find God's love, fear of man, fear of Goliath would drive out, would remove itself from your life perspective would shift. Goliath would no longer be too big to fight. He would be too big to miss. But you need God's love. You see, listen, Goliath, in the physical realm, in the limited realm that we live, Goliath is big. And if I have to come close to Goliath and wrestle him, yes, I have fear. Yes, I don't want, I have a red light but, but, but you've got to understand, if, if you go deeper into your soul, to the spirit, then what you find is a God, a creator, who breathed life into your lungs, into the lungs of Goliath too. Not only that, if we zoomed out and had heaven's perspective, Goliath, and we went to satellite level, Goliath could not even, even be seen on a map. He would be less than a dot. <laughs> And so when we connect to that kind of father who is above and not below, who's actually so much bigger than Goliath that he, Goliath is literally a dot from his perspective. 
Then all of a sudden, when you come with that kind of love and that kind of confidence, Goliath no longer stands a chance. Goliath no longer is even an issue. It's not even a conversation. It's more a case of, if I align myself with heaven's perspective, you're just in the way, but it's time to go. Because if this is the will of my Father and I walk in His ways and I walk in His protection, I continue to move forward. I do not stop for nothing. I will not move. My purpose will walk all over that fear because it's not even really in the conversation any longer. And this is why David came on the scene in this situation with heaven's purpose, with heaven's perspective, and all he seen was a dot. The dot was on his forehead, and all he realized is I just have to hit the dot, which I've been hitting that dot all day long for the last however many, many months and years. This isn't really something I need to even worry about because from heaven's perspective, it's only a dot. Some of you right now, you've made a dot. You've made a dot into something so much bigger and more drastic than it is. Why? Because you've got man's perspective and not heaven's. When heaven sees the dot, you see yourself dead. It's just a dot. And so number two, you are protected. You see, it's a bit like this. What, what, when it rains in Northern Ireland, <laughs> we usually use one of these, especially some of you guys with those lovely hairstyles, <clears throat> Ponty. Because, because you want to be protected and you want your hairstyle to be protected before when you go into work because you've got something to protect, you've got your image to protect. So, so you put an umbrella up to protect you, to stop you from getting damaged. Can I get an amen, Ponty? <laughs> and the problem is, as soon as you come from under your protection, damage begins to happen. Destruction begins to happen. You start to halt. You start to run away from the rain. But when, when the umbrella's over you, overseeing you, you, you can walk in a circumstance that would once make you run. You can walk the same way you would walk even if it was raining or not. You can walk with the same confidence, without worry, without fear, with protection. You see, God's way is like the umbrella. It's to protect you, no matter what the environment, no matter what the season, no matter what, what the weather is, in your life, in the life of your heart, in the atmosphere of your heart, you can be protected. No matter how big the giant is, God's way protects you and allows you to walk with confidence. Allows you to, God, the Bible says that God sets a table for you in the presence of your enemies. That means you just get on with your everyday life. No matter what's going on around you, it's just a dot. <laughs> It's just a dot. From heaven's perspective, it's, 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 it's just a dot. I've got my umbrella up. I can just go to work the same way I went to work every day. I can just go to church the same way I went to church every day. 
Yes, yes, things are different on the outside. Yes, it's raining above me, but, but it's just a dot. I'm protected. The problem is, is when we take the umbrella off, is that we start to go our own way. We start to get hit by the hailstones of light. We start to get hit by the rain. It starts to affect our mood. It starts to affect our faith. It starts to affect our language and what we're saying. We start to complain about the rain. We start to bring environments down. Our atmosphere is down. Uh, our family faith is down. Uh, the faith in the office is down. The light starts to, to grow dim. Because why? We're affected by the situation. We're affected by the Goliath. We're affected because our perspective is on man. And it causes us to run from the rain. And we talked about how it's the steps of a righteous person. God doesn't need you to necessarily always run. Sometimes it's just a step at a time with peace that passes understanding. He's not a, Jesus was never, I, I don't know of any scriptures that talks about Jesus running to the scene. He actually allowed people to die for three, four days before he came to the scene. He, he was in no rush, but he was always on time. And see, watch this. The love of God isn't to be scared of God. It's to be terrified of ever being outside of his protection. The fear of God is that I'm not afraid here, I'm afraid here. I'm afraid of not walking in God's ways. I'm afraid of being outside of his protection. I'm afraid when I'm at the beach and I can no longer see my parents or my father. I'm afraid when I feel lost and God's no longer acknowledged or involved when I make decisions. That's when I'm afraid. That's when I'm terrified and I should be. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of every good decision I make. So, so right now, the question I have with whatever deal you're going through that, that you're feeling fear, have you asked God? Because if you haven't, you should be afraid. It, because if you haven't involved God, you should be terrified. If, you, if you've tried to do it your own way, get ready to run. Because destruction is on its way. Dysfunctionality. Listen, the world we live in today is, is getting messier. But listen, I'm not going to focus on the mess. Because <laughs> the mess is not the solution. The world right now is losing all of its values, especially in a lot of Christian countries. The family is being attacked. The family unit is being attacked. People, it's not getting simpler, it's getting more confusing. People aren't getting freer. <laughs> They're getting more messed up. But the beauty about it, the church gets to thrive in adversity. The church gets to thrive. The darker the world, the lighter we become if we stick to coming under the protection. If we stick to doing things God's way. We can walk even though chaos is all around us. If we can stick to God's way, we will be protected. We will be blessed. And when people see that, they'll want it. They'll desire, desire it. They'll want to find peace that, that, that's on the inside of us. But it only happens God's way. It only happens by surrendering, with having a fear of being outside of his protection. Can I get an amen? See, watch this. Adam and Eve, let's go right to the start. Adam was afraid in the garden. The same way the Israelites were afraid before Goliath. Why? 
You see, the fear that you have is usually a result of a lie that you've believed. The fear that we all have is usually a result of a lie that we've believed. See, God asked Adam in the garden, what's this, in, in, in Genesis 3, and I actually got that from, from, I listened to this sermon years ago on talking about fear and different things, and there's a statement I'm about to read here. Uh, it was from uh, Elevation Church, and it, oh, it's, 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 it opened my eyes massively. It says in Genesis, Genesis 3 and 10, he said, I heard the sound of you walking, this is, this is God speaking to Adam, in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. So, sorry, this is Adam speaking. So I hid myself. God said, who told, what's this? God said, who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were supposed to fear right now? Who's telling you to be insecure? Who's telling you that you can't do it? Who's telling you that you're not worthy? Who's telling you that you're not lovable? God would say to you right now, who told you that you can't come to church for for whatever reason, who told you you can't read your Bible because you're not good? Who told you these things? Have you eaten the fruit of the tree which I commanded you not to eat? Protection. He, he didn't stay inside God's way. Adam and Eve, they went outside God's protection. And as they went through out of God's protection, they started to become terrified of God. They started to run, not to God, but from Him. When, when His presence showed up in the garden, they hid. Some of us are hiding because you feel shame. You've believed a lie. You've believed that, that God's love isn't, isn't big enough for you. You've believed you're, you're too far gone. Lies. You see, in, in the Scriptures we see two atoms. There's the Adam in the garden that brought sin into the world. And there's the second Adam, which is Jesus. So, so watch this. This is the statement I'm, I'm talking about. In, in our sin, Adam, we run from God. Because we have everything to fear. But in Christ, we run to God. Because in Him, we have nothing to hide. Because when you're in Christ, you're not saying that you're perfect, but you're saying that Jesus paid the price. As a child on the beach, you're not saying to your, your parents that you're perfect, but you're willing to come under their ways. You're willing to stay under their protection. You're willing to learn their way, in, inside their sight, inside their radius of boundaries. And in that, there's, there's, there's grace. That's why it's so important that, that when people, we, as a church, we preach grace first so that when people make a mistake, that they know, listen, grace is sufficient. There's a second chance. But, but don't leave. Because as soon as you leave the community of faith, as soon as you leave uh, that friend, circle of friendships that you have, you're out of protection. You're vulnerable to the enemies. Weapons. You can get picked out just like the sheep is picked out by the lion. The vulnerable one is what is picked out first. It's, it's in, it's, when you're planted in the house, there's protection. 
when you keep walking in God's way. There's protection, but there's also a promise. Can I get an amen? Number three, when you do, thing, do things with God, as the band come ahead on up, you can stand your ground. When you do things with God, you can stand your ground. You see, when you have, when you have a fear of God, you lose the fear of man. That means you no longer become a follower of the culture, but you become a leader of the culture. You no longer become a follower of the circumstance. You become a leader of the circumstance. You no longer become a follower of the atmosphere at home. You become a leader, but it's a leader through love, not force. You no longer become a follower in the staff room because you're not trying to follow the crowd, you become a leader in the staff room. You're gonna look different. See, I can't do anything that would land me outside of God's love, but I can do something that can land me outside of His protection. You know, I, I, just this week, it's funny, I find that sometimes when I preach different topics, <laughs> there's usually something in it for me. Actually, it's mostly for me, by the way. You just get to listen. I'm preaching to myself. And just this week, it was funny, I was like, oh my word, this is ridiculous. And I found myself in a situation where I have a Goliath. And it's all of a sudden come to the surface. Yes. And, and for, for too long, years, for too long, I've had the red light and I've been focusing on my own abilities to overcome. I've been focusing on my own strength and my own navigation system and my own strategies. And I've been trying to work my way past Goliath. The biggest probably issue of my life, where I probably hid from God the most and, and didn't really give him, I thought I did, but I didn't. Because you see, God's way is, the Bible says, Confess your problems, your sins to one another, and you'll be healed. That's easy said. <laughs> it's hard done. But when you get serious, and when you get cornered, I believe we need cornered sometimes. I believe we need Goliath sometimes to move us forward. Because we would never deal with the problem unless Goliath came. See, maybe in the Israelites, the problem wasn't necessarily Goliath. Maybe the problem was inside of them. Maybe Goliath was just an external figure, but maybe Goliath truly lived on the inside of them. Maybe they still had a slave, a slave on the inside of them from Egypt that needed to die. Maybe the, the true death wasn't on the outside, but it was on the inside first. Oh, that's good. I'm feeling that. I'm encouraging myself with that. And so, so what I had to do, I believe, I had to come under God's way. I had to confess my weakness my fear. And so I went to actually Ian and Liz, this house during the, this week. And I had to share. I had to get vulnerable. I had to get naked, not physically. <laughs> that would be weird. Don't do that. I tried to, and Ian stopped me. I'm only kidding. But I had to get vulnerable. 
And I had to say, listen, this is where I'm at. <laughs> I need help. I've tried everything in my own strength for years. I've tried everything for too long and it's, it hasn't worked. I'm cornered. And my purpose demands me to overcome. My purpose demands me to defeat this giant. But I've realized the giant isn't on the outside. I thought it was. I kept blaming the giant. It was actually in me. And so, thank God for, 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 for father and mother figures in the house of God. Thank God for Ian and Liz. They actually said the house that they have right now, they believe God spoke to them and said it was a house of prayer. Guess what we've done? <laughs> and so they both came and prayed and spoke the word of God over me. And not just spoke it, they said, Phil, you need to speak this too. And I'd done something different that day. Instead of just receiving prayer, I was, a lot of times when I receive prayer, I just hope for something magic to happen and somebody just to do the work for me. But this time I'd done something different. It says, no, I'm gonna own it. I'm gonna own the victory. I'm gonna believe it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it for myself. I'm gonna take my sling. I'm gonna take my stone. I'm gonna give everything I've got. And I kept it simple. And I just spoke, I'm loved. I'm worthy. In Jesus Christ, I'm an overcomer. And I just spoke right to that weakness. And I had to repent. I had to literally say, God, I have believed not what you say about me. I have believed wrongly in this situation about who I am. I've believed less than you, what you would speak over me. I had to repent. And I honestly believe I was healed. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking 15 years being stuck in front of a giant, trying everything in my own might. And it wasn't really that complex in the end. It was only a stone. It was only a dot. But it took me that long to die to myself. It took me that long to stop trying on my own strength and to actually surrender my heart to someone I trusted. I was protected. I felt safe and I got free. And so can you. Amen. Let's stand. So you know, that's also to encourage you to, at this stage in our church, we're about to go a little bit deeper. And I encourage you to do the same. Listen, if we're gonna see breakthrough happen in a town, in a family, in our own lives, it, honestly, we need breakthrough people. We need people who are willing to get vulnerable. And listen, I cry like a baby. Can I be honest? And I'm okay with that, I don't care. Because my purpose is bigger than what people think. <laughs> I'm proud to have cried because that crying represents breakthrough. And listen, I'm not saying you have to cry, but just let go. And I wanna, I wanna be a church where people can truly break free from wrong beliefs, wrong ideas, that from lies that the enemy has told them because of whatever upbringing you've had. But there's power in prayer. And you can break free too. But it's gonna take you to be vulnerable. And it's gonna take you to come under God's protection. And it's gonna take you to, to surrender your heart and ask some people for help. But I'm telling you, there's a promise on the other side. There's provision on the other side. There's, there's freedom on the other side. And uh, 
There's good days ahead. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there's just a few things I'd like you to do. Subscribe to our podcast so the most recent message will always be in your feed. Secondly, if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us continue to reach others, you can go onto our website at ariatchurch.org and give now. And we will see you next time on the Ariat Church Podcast. Thank you.